You are listening to another episode of Loving Kobo, a podcast about life, love, and money. I am your host, Zakora. Okay, we are moving right along with Podmas, and today we are talking about how to thrive financially. When I think about thriving financially, the way I would define it is being able to easily afford items, services, assets, or assistance that can improve the quality of your life. And so in contrast, not thriving would be not being able to afford things that can make your life better, pretty much. I think that it's important to take an inventory of what it is that you have. And that that includes your assets, your liabilities, your skills, your capabilities, your background, all of those things. Because a lot of times when people talk to me about improving their financial circumstance, you have to know where you're starting from. How can you make a plan for your life If you don't even know where you are or where you want to go, you have to have a home base to even begin thinking about how to thrive financially. So you want to take stock of how much money you're bringing in on a monthly basis, the different sources of where that money's coming from. It might be just your employer. If you freelance, it might be freelancing income. Also, maybe if you have investments already, it can be the investment income or if you own a rental property, the rental income, all the different ways that money comes into your life on a monthly basis, you want to take an inventory of that. You also want to know all of your liabilities. Who do you owe? How much do you owe? That's all your credit cards. That's loans of any kind, payment plans, things like that. I think it's also important to take an inventory of your skills because Your skills are what can bring more money into your life. So it's good to have an idea of not only what you already have, but the potential of what you can bring in based on what's already inside of you. After you've made that assessment, the next thing you want to think about is how do you feel about what you've assessed? Do you like where you are? Do you not like where you are? That's where coming up with a financial plan comes in. Some people may call it a budget. I like to call it a plan because I look at a financial plan as this is where I would like to go and this is how I plan to get there. When I think of the word budget and the way people often use it, like this is what I can't do because I'm in this terrible place or because things are tight, it always has a restrictive connotation to it versus a plan that you initiated and that you're directing. This is not something that somebody is imposing on you. It's your decision. So personally, every year, I make a 12-month plan. I make one. My husband makes one. When it comes to planning, I always work with the end in mind. It's easy to help you decide where you want your money to go each month when you know what goal you're working towards. Say, for example, your 12-month plan for 2023 includes you paying a specific credit card off by the end of the year. You would start with what your credit card balance is today and divide that by 12 to see how much you would have to pay each month to pay it off by next December. Of course, you might want to add a buffer in there because you're being charged monthly interest 
or you can divide it by 12 and then whatever that remaining difference is, that extra because of the interest, you would add that to your last payment. I've never done a plan based on what it is that other people are doing. So say for example, some people may save a certain percentage each month because that's the recommended amount that some unknown party says that they should save or things like that. I do plans based on what is it that I want to solve or what is it that the person I'm helping wants to solve. Everybody's plan is different because it's based on their life. You might have five kids. Somebody might have one child. Somebody might have no children. You might be married. Somebody may be unmarried. Somebody may be a teenager or in college or in their 20s or a senior citizen. There's so many different points in your life. Two people's plans will never be the same and they shouldn't be. A good way to help you create your 12-month plan is to think about the past year since we're in December and think about what it is that bothered you financially the most this year. Were you pissed because you felt that most of your paychecks went to paying credit cards? Did it bother you that maybe you wanted to buy a house earlier this year when the rates were down and you wanted to jump on the market but you didn't have enough money? Or that maybe you had some money but your credit score was bad and you couldn't get a mortgage at a rate that you wanted or not at all? Did you miss out on a trip or two because you didn't have enough money to go or put the deposit? What were the things that bothered you this year? When you answer that, that can help you develop your plan for next year. So maybe next year the goal can be to put aside enough so that you can take a trip by next August. Or maybe you didn't like the fact that you were not able to start investing last year. And so now you want to make sure that Every month you put aside some money to contribute to an investment account. Or maybe you want to establish or add more to your savings to buy a home. And maybe you have a target dollar amount that you want it to be by December. So as you're thinking through the things that bothered you and the things that you know you don't want to continue to go through, develop dollar amounts and target amounts that you might want for those goals. Like I gave the example of paying the credit card down. Or maybe you want to pay a car note off earlier. Or maybe you want to put aside enough in cash to buy a car in cash. Or maybe there's a sport or an activity that your child wanted to participate in last year that you couldn't. And you want to make sure that they participate this year. Or it could be something as simple as you didn't get to give Christmas gifts because you were broke by December. Or you did buy gifts, but you put it on your credit card and you don't want to do that again this December. So think through all those things and then say... If I want to solve this problem or achieve this thing, what do I need to do with all of my checks this year to get me to that point? And that's, of course, based on how often you get paid, whether it's biweekly or weekly or monthly or or whatever. And if you're somebody that doesn't have a steady paycheck, maybe you're a business owner or maybe you're a freelancer. I always advise people to budget the lowest amount of money that you might make. So say if your monthly income could be, I'm just going to pick random numbers from between 500 and a thousand each month. I would budget at 500 each month because that's the lowest that you expect that you can get. And therefore anything above that 500 that you plan that you might bring in is a bonus because you're making your monthly plan, assuming the lowest amount of income that you might bring in. In continuing with the monthly plan, you also want to think about why your money is going where it's going. Say, for example, if you're paying the minimum on all your credit cards, 
Is there a specific reason why you're doing that? Is it because there's not enough to pay more than the minimum? Do you know how long it will take you to pay that credit card off or that debt off if you only pay the minimum balance? Make sure that every dollar that you spend is in the way that you want to spend it. So maybe your monthly plan may look like when the income comes in, you put whatever you designated to investments or whatever you designated to the travel fund or whatever you're putting aside for the different goals that you have. And then maybe you're paying more than the minimum to one card so that that specific card or that specific debt is paid by a certain amount of time. And you know that you plan to pay more than the minimum on others once that first card is paid off. Or maybe you find that as you look at your income that you can pay more than the minimum on everything and that will get you closer to your goal. Or if you find that you can pay everything in full, your monthly plan might consist of maybe you putting everything on a credit card and paying that credit card off in full. So different things like that, but just make sure that as you make your plan, it makes sense to you. You know why you're doing it and the money isn't just coming into your hands and leaving. You don't know where and you don't know why. Of course, the hardest part of a plan is sticking to it because a lot of people can make a plan. And especially now that we're about to start the new year, a lot of people do, whether it's for weight loss or whatever different goal that they have, it's easy to make a plan and say, I'm going to do this every day for the next year. But the implementation is always where we struggle. I personally revisit my plan every paycheck. So I don't just make a 12 month plan and just put it away somewhere every time. Actually, not even just every paycheck. Every time I spend anything, I look at my monthly plan. But at the very least, each paycheck will prompt me to look at my plan. That way, when the check comes in, I'm looking at what I plan to use that money on. And I'm directing my money to those different places based on my plan. It's really up to you to decide if you want to implement the plan that you created for yourself. With every check that you receive or with every payment that you receive, you have the power to use it as you've planned or to ignore your plan. It really comes down to whatever you decide. And you might find, though this is not often the case, that you don't make enough money. And in such a case, you would have a lot of money on your credit cards because you're using your credit cards to fund your lifestyle. If that is the case, then that's when you would have to think about the other skills that you have that can potentially bring more money in and really maximizing those talents. A lot of times though, people find that you're bringing in money, but it's disappearing before you can even account for it. It might be going to Uber Eats. It might be going to different subscriptions. It might be going to buying a bunch of clothing or different things that you don't even think about because your Amazon cart is always full or you're always getting food delivered. And before you know it, $400, $500 went out the door. So if that's the case where you have enough money to do other things with it, but you're just using it on things that are not adding value to your life, that's where the plan comes in again to make sure that you're putting your money in places that you want it to go to. Because in my opinion, if your money's going where you want it to go and those places are things that improve the quality of your life, then you're thriving. Every year you can do a new plan. You don't have to wait until the end of the year either. You can do this quarterly, however often you feel like you have to make changes. Your plan should be something that is a living and breathing document. Again, it's not something that you put aside and don't look at. Look at it often. And I find just by doing those things that people feel more empowered about their finances 
because they realize how much power that they have over their financial life. Unless you're having your wages garnished where somebody's literally taking your money before you can even decide, most of us are making a decision about where our money's going to. This is, of course, outside of your mortgage or your rent or the mandatory bills that you have to pay. If your income is more than enough to pay your bills, then that excess, the difference between what you're making and the difference between your mandatory bills, those are decisions that you're making every month. So you get to decide how to divvy up the remainder. That's something that you have a very active role in. And it could just be something that you test out. Maybe you say, for the first three months of 2023, let me see if I spend my checks this way. Where will I be in three months? Let me see how I feel about it. If you feel good about it, try it again for another three months or make whatever changes that you feel that you want to make. I look at it like you only have something to gain. There's nothing to be lost from creating a plan for yourself. Either you'll be successful or you'll be at the same place you are now, which is highly unlikely, but you definitely won't be worse off if you try to make a plan for yourself. I have more to say about this topic because I can really talk about personal finance for days on end, but I'm gonna cut this episode short because I can always use other episodes to talk more about it. But those are my thoughts on thriving financially and I will see you in the next episode.